Hello and welcome to Wukong Majors Podcast, where the people who didn't work hard in college talk about movies and other stuff we like. I'm Brian Costello, and I'm joined by my fellow Com Major, Jim DeSanto. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's everybody doing? Welcome to the podcast. Super excited to uh, have our intro, <laughs> our intro episode where you get to know us a little bit and uh, find out why you should probably tune in. Yeah, absolutely. So this is our inaugural uh, Com Majors podcast. But before we get into that, the most pressing question and concern whenever Jim and I get together is, what are we drinking? So Jim, what do you have for us tonight? Well, unlike college, I spent most of the day today drinking water. So, uh, but <laughs> however, which is probably a good idea. Yeah. once you hit 40, it's, you know, maybe concentrate on the water, but I myself tonight, did drink water as well because I was teaching <laughs> high school students. So drinking while doing that is probably a fireable offense. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've been on a, on a bit of a whiskey kick recently. Um, you know, so, uh, tonight I am drinking the, um, uh, just a, a simple uh, bourbon, Buffalo Trace. It's good, Very nice. Great bourbon for the price. Um, it's pretty hard to find sometimes in PA, but if you're uh, elsewhere, uh, pick up a bottle. Great stuff. There, there you go. I will be representing us with the beer for tonight, and I am drinking, for those of us who uh, might be watching on the stream, some Yards Pale Ale. Uh, Yards is a fantastic brewery in Philadelphia, even though I am in the New England area. Uh, I will... Always drink Yards, even though we can't get it up here. Thankfully, my brother uh, works for Yards, so I'm able to get it, and I'm repping my Yards shirt if you're seeing this on stream. If you're listening on the podcast, you can't see it, uh, but I am in a big uh, mode right now for pale ales, and they have a fantastic pale ale. And in fact, when I was last in Philadelphia, Jim and I went and saw the new brewery, which was a pretty cool spot. They just built. It's less than a year old. Fantastic yeah, place to go. Really cool. Good food. Um, service is questionable with Kevin Costello. Yes. But yes. But he was he was the food was fantastic, actually. <laughs> and there are tours. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I would. And they were building a target next to it. So I, really, and, what else could you ask for than that? And I think Yards was sort of like my intro beer to uh, like craft beer and. And Pale Ale specifically, back in when we lived in Maniunk, I think. Yeah, well, you know, their brawler, which is still going strong, obviously, for them, is fantastic beer. So, you know, Great Brewery, That's our uh, those are our drinks of the episode, I guess you could call it. So we're excited <laughs> about that. Um, I just thought, that, does this mean that we're going to have to have, like, different drinks for every episode? Uh, we will see how long we last. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's significantly easier, I think, for me, since I'm doing beer. Um, then probably for you. We'll see. We'll see. So we'll see. We can probably repeat. Why don't you start blending your own? And see, and see, and see, see what, what you can do. What you're gonna want with. is forty percent of this. Yeah, just yeah. get a just get a bucket and start making something. And that could be a whole other podcast. The last ten percent is tea cooler from Swiss Farms, <laughs> which would be delicious. There, is, there should be, I don't know if it's still in your office, a bottle of peach schnapps I give you for your fortieth birthday. So if things get really, really down bad. I, you can just crack that open and have that. That I guess that's true. I'm not sure what I want to do with that peach schnapps yet, but uh, yeah. I would probably not drink it. Yeah. Would be my suggestion. Um, so before we get into um, everything here, we're going to kind of take this getting to know you podcast in the way we're going to format our regular show. So usually with our regular show, we're going to have a film that Jim and I have either selected. Uh, once we get things up and running a little bit more um, on the technical side, we're going to have some guests. Um, some guests will come visit with us and are actually 
bachelor uh, locales. Uh, or, you know, if we can get really advanced and Jim can get advanced because I have no idea on the technology side what I'm doing, uh, we can even have somebody else come in and have a third person in our Skype and talk about that. Or we even have some fun things planned like the wheel o movies. It's not an actual wheel, but we're going to randomly generate a year between 1940 and 2018 and pick a film from there. So we have lots of options I think we're going to do here. And if if you have any suggestions for movies, please let us know. Um, Listen uh, to the end of the podcast to hear, you know, where you can get in touch with us. Yeah, absolutely. And we're open to watching anything, you know, uh, legitimately anything. But uh, the first segment after our drink of the episode segment is going to be a segment where we have just the facts, where we talk about the film and some facts that I've dug deep into the Wikipedia page or IMDb page for uh, for facts. Since we are not actually doing a movie, I went and dug up some facts about Jim and I, uh, just the facts so you could get a little bit to know about us so that when we start our first film, uh, you can understand where we're coming from. Or you might not just watch the next episode because you have watched this and realized you don't want to see the two of us talking about films. But I highly doubt that. Uh, so a first interesting fact, Jim and I actually met over 20 years ago, uh, 1997, <laughs> while freshman at the University of Scranton, though I would say we were uh, knew each other, more acquaintances freshman year. Uh, it wasn't until sophomore year that we actually became uh, very good friends and you know started watching movies and things like that together. Yep, yep. So that was quite a long time. Uh, as I often <laughs> tell my students, uh, most of them were not alive, the kids I teach today, uh, when I first met Jim. Uh, Second fact, fact two here. I was a comm major from the beginning, very beginning, whereas Jim, what was the over-under of majors you had before you came to the light and realized being a comm major was the way to go? It was honestly only three. Oh, oh, uh, wait, three majors or three before you became a college? No, no, just three in total. And, and to okay. be fair, the first one wasn't really a major. It was so uh, where we went, the University of Scranton had this um, – if you were undecided, they still wanted you to pick like uh, a general area of study. So I a was, gen- yeah, yeah. So a I was natural area science area. National science, but natural which was science yeah. area. Which well, my favorite like, is your your second major. What what was your second major? Second major was computer information systems. Yeah. Um, which looking back on it would have you know basically prepared me for the career I eventually ended up in pretty uh pretty well but the uh yeah I I I, I will it was say pretty strenuous <laughs> that was pretty strenuous major back then though this yes, it was the yeah, technology yeah. that we have at our fingertips was not <laughs> what it was then obviously you couldn't be playing around with right. stuff and then then I really started to see that Brian was basically uh what he was doing in communications and I was like yes this this is these are my people this is for me Yes. You had to get involved in that. Yeah. Now, what about it was the lack of me ever actually seeing me do anything that seemed to be real work? Was that the tipping point when you realized being a comm major was a great spot to be? I, I guess that's fair. But to be uh, completely honest, and those folks that know Brian know that he's full of it because he's probably the the hardest working comm major that ever uh, went through the University of Scranton. But uh, I digress. I was probably the uh, laziest uh Quite possibly oh, the laziest. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know about quite that. Quite possibly that was... the laziest in Lackawanna County, which would put me in the running for statewide. 
Yeah, that was. It's, I don't know. There was some. There's some real competition if we wanted to dig up some names on that. All right. Uh, fact three: Jim and I have actually been doormates, roommates, and housemates. Uh, we oh were doormates uh, at the greatest single dorm in collegiate history, which is Hafey Hall on the University of Scranton campus. Uh, we were roommates for a very short period in Jim's parents' house when I lived. <laughs> For several weeks uh, while I started graduate school. Now, it was mostly living on the couch, and my roommate was Rookie the Dog, who I would feed McDonald's cheeseburgers um, yep. and watch TV with. Rip Rookie. Um, Rip Rookie. Yes, fantastic dog. Only dog I've ever liked, probably my entire life. Um, <laughs> Third, we lived at a house. If you listen to our show, you'll sure to hear us talk about our Seville house in Maniunk, um, which, you know, well, I'm sure we'll have guests who live there with us, people who are there that will come up in the future. And, and finally, I was actually a tenant of Jim and his wife Katie's first home. I lived in their basement, Charles in Charge style. I actually pushed the mattress up against the wall like Charles in Charge did in the classic Scott Bayo. 90s sitcom. So all of those uh, situations uh, were situations we were involved in. And and that last one, you know, how proud you were of that Charles in Charge bed situation is still slightly unnerving to me. And and the fact that it was like one of the proud moments that you in, introduced your now wife to that situation and said, this is my room. This is my Charles in Charge room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it works. A, you won her over and you are now happily yeah, married, with that, which is children. shocking. Well, that's when you kind of know you have it. You yeah, know, when, yeah, you, yeah. When, when somebody's OK with you having a Charles in charge room, it's We're pretty really shocking. Dating ourselves with the Charles in charge talk. But. Yes, I think so. Um, Scott Bayo is not high on the list currently of people who probably want to be associated he with. This had a real short run, real short. Well, I don't know. Uh, we'll we debate that a, on a future episode. We, we, we should we find watch, a Scott. Uh, we should find a Scott Bayo movie to watch. Oh, there's got to be one. There's got to be. Oh, one. actually, you know what he's in? He's in the lowest rated film in history on Rotten Tomatoes. He it's um, Baby Genius Two. Okay. Which might be on my favorite podcast. How did this get made? Okay. I, I, yeah, I would have to see. I don't know do if it. we want to watch that. All right, here we go. Keep moving on here. Fact number four. We're on the four here. Uh, we both. Uh, this is not our first joint um, production effort. Uh, our first creative endeavor was on the fairly low rated, um, moderately well reviewed and received late night with Brian Costello program, uh, which was the highest rated late night talk show history on Royal cable television. When we were at Scranton, it was also the only, uh, actual show on the Royal cable television channel, truth, but it was number truth, one. Truth. Yep. It was number one. Uh, and finally, our last fact of the day, we both have extremely strong stomachs. In fact, there was a two week period in uh, intercession, which in the University of Scranton takes place from just after New Year's till about February 1st, uh, where Jim and I, most people would take classes as RAs. We had to be on campus. We took no class. Uh, we did nothing but watch movies till about three or four in the morning every night. And we proceeded for about two weeks straight to eat hot dogs off a hot dog roller yeah. that they would just place in the center of the cafeteria. To be fair to us, though. Uh, we we had no money and we had to live off our meal plan. And yes. to say that uh, the food services division was phoning, in, phoning it in during intercession would be um, 
Yeah, that would be an understatement. They literally shut down everything. You could get cereal, and I think maybe they had pizza once in a while, and then this giant make-your-own-hot-dog bar, which basically consisted of, like, ketchup, oh, like, mustard, cheese, chili. They, no, remember, they had that, like, uh, knockoff cheese like yeah, that yes. gloopy what you would just dump on there it wasn't um, even real it wasn't even cheese whiz so it was no it, was it wasn't craft brand it was and, it had that nuclear glow to it <laughs> and i would always have and jim would mock me this i would always drink a glass of milk oh, with, that, with with every it meal still makes me want to vomit when you say I, it a glass of milk. I would have a one glass of milk and one Mountain Dew. Uh, to be fair to all college universities, especially the University of Scranton, which we've both revisited um, in recent years, the food service division has really upped its game in terms of what is uh, yes. offered. Yep. I'm yep. not sure those hot dogs are allowed to be served <laughs> on a meat quality perspective anymore. Uh, but that's the end of our facts. And those are just the facts. And now we will transition into our segment, which will be known as the rundown. Go yeah, ahead. Jim. So, so typically during the rundown, what we're going to do is talk about the movie and, you know, we're not going to go obviously scene by scene, um, but we'll do a, a loose plot overview and then chat about some of our favorite scenes, things we love, things we didn't love, um, really do the analysis of the movie. Um, but in la because we don't have a movie today, what we're going to do is just talk about why we're doing the podcast uh, for this rundown. So um, this podcast basically came about because uh, you know, Brian and I have been uh, fans of podcasts um, and in the past couple of years have gotten really into listening to a bunch of different podcasts. And, um, you know, recently we've uh, we, we've been a guest on a few podcasts. Our friend uh, Keenan and Tim over at Pop Battled have had us on um, to talk about just uh, some points in history where me and Brian were hanging out a lot with Keenan during uh, my band days. Yes. Um, and so we thought, you know, this is great. Brian lives uh, in Boston now, and I live in uh, the Philadelphia area, and we don't get a chance to hang out very much anymore. So we figured uh, this was a great opportunity to give us uh, give us an opportunity to chat with each other once in a while and keep in touch and hang out, talk about movies, and basically do the same thing we do we did as com majors. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, probably at a slightly higher level. I want everyone to realize, and you'll realize, particularly, we have actually no formal training in film review or analysis, other than Jim and I both took the amazing Professor Roger Wallace's uh, film history course right. um, in Scranton, which consisted, which consisted of uh, one lecture a week, and the other he would just play some film we had never heard of before. So that, that is the good extent. Movies, we did see some good but that is the extent yeah. um, of our film background. Which basically makes us experts. So Yes. I was an intern at Access Hollywood for one summer. That's true. And that consisted of me um, I didn't actually go to a movie set when I was at Access Hollywood. <laughs> But I did actually one time walk from the apartment I was staying at to Axis Hollywood through a movie set when they were filming Analyze This uh, oh, with okay. Roger. Uh, there was actually nobody there except the craft service people setting up the table. But yeah. and that if you're, is if my you're not a movie expert like us, Brian, yes. can you explain who the craft service people are? Uh, I, I'm I, the craft service people are the if you're on a movie set, they feed you. Yeah. Now, I don't know how many uh, hot dogs do they have? I, I, I think it depends on the quality of the film. 
Now, Analyze This was uh, – now we're dating. This is a, a <laughs> late 90s film. Billy Crystal – uh, I think Robert De Niro. I, I'd have to look it up, but I knew I knew they were filming that because of what they did it. But I would assume a movie like that probably has a really good right, craft service. Right, right. And I, I I don't know the history of why they call it craft service. I don't know if craft used to be the company that did it or what. But I, don't I, think I just it's know a K, they, isn't it a C? I think it is. I, I don't know. But I would always assume that they, they are servicing you. the craft of making the movie. Like they are the, the craft oh, of being be, an that, actor. That's much better than my idea yeah. that there was just bowls of macaroni and cheese like strewn about. But I, I, but I have heard like stories when you – especially when you hear about independent films, like the quality of the food obviously is very different than say your big budget right. type right. film. Right. Um so we'll, we'll see. But I did get to see that. That was all I got to see. So that's my I'm hoping maybe we will become so wildly successful that, you know, people will be like, oh, well, we have to have the commagers come to our film set so we can, you know, actually see one. Um, but I, I doubt that will happen. <laughs> I, I do know that Mark Wahlberg and Peter Berg are filming the new, you know, Spencer for Hired. You remember Spencer for Hired, the old yeah. TV show? They're updating that. I think it's for Netflix. And there is a, a casting call out um, in the area here because they're filming it in Boston. So maybe I will try to go see the filming of uh, that and see. And I can come back and report what it's like on an actual film set. Awesome. Um all right. So, yeah, that's basically why we're doing the podcast. Obviously, we would love to have you guys chime in on the conversation. Uh, if you want to catch us live, you can always do that on uh, uh, on my Twitch channel, and, and uh, I'll share that at the end. Uh, but also hit us up at Twitter, ask questions, get involved with the episodes. It'd be great to hear from some folks out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really see this as a podcast by comm majors for comm majors about comm majors who actually have talent. So we're talking about people who were comm majors that actually went and made things uh, or artists and things like that who who did it. So I, I you know, think it's interesting. Uh, and obviously, you don't have to have been a comm major. I know most of you probably wish you were at this point in your life um, where you can do things like stay up all night and watch movies. You know, <laughs> we had I know one of my roommates one year was a PT major and he was, you know, constantly doing work and having labs all night as I was, you know, watching, you know, Fletch for the 15th time in 20 days. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, different lives, obviously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So should we uh, we talk about our next uh, the next section we'll, we'll typically be doing? Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to transition from our rundown piece. And some of the things we probably talk about in the rundown will bleed back in uh, to the conversation in this section with our thumbs up, thumbs down, uh, which is going to be a segment of, you know, what were two or three things we really loved about the film? You know, things that stood out could be, you know, soundtrack, could be performance, could be, you know, all these types of things. I've in the last few years really gotten into the cinematography of things, which I'll probably be talking a lot about because I just find that really intriguing in terms of how they film things you know what are those three things and then maybe what are two one or two things that are slightly annoying to us and even on good films i think there's always things that stand out not that it's necessarily bad um but you know we would have liked could we have seen this could we have seen that you mm -hmm. know sometimes uh you hear about other actors who were cast in roles and then left what you know would we have liked to have seen that 
So our thumbs up or thumbs down. So I thought maybe we could do some thumbs up, thumbs down here, just some general things that interest us. So why don't we start, Jim? What's a thumbs up thing? Something that it just in general is interesting you either yeah, now yeah, or in general. So uh, typically, uh, you know, I'm if we were talking about pop culture, I'm more of a gamer than Brian is. Um, and I. Uh, Today is uh, September 4th when we're recording this. So uh, today launched the uh, uh, basically second year of Destiny 2. Uh, I play on PC and it's uh, Destiny Forsaken. It is an amazing step forward for the Destiny uh, universe and uh, you should definitely check it out. Um, And then I also like music, as you can see. Guitars. I'm a... Uh, guitar player Um, and one of the records that I've been listening to a lot recently that has uh, and it's not new it's not new it's an an older record um, is Typhoon's uh, Whiter Lighter um, and it is just an awesome record. Uh, the the biggest song from it Young Fathers uh, go check it out it's really really good so perfect. That's some thumbs up stuff. Just some general things uh, for me. Well, you'll see when I talk about uh, a lot on the show, I'm an uh, avid reader, big fan of thrillers, um, military thrillers, any kind of thriller out there. So I'm big into that. Uh, also, you can kind of see in the background, uh, I'm a big soccer fan. Uh, one of the things I'm a big proponent of, and I actually dragged Jim along one time, is, is uh, the soccer culture growing in the country. Is, uh, I highly recommend going to watch one of these games in a bar setting, which has become a really trendy thing. I am not a very trendy person uh, at all. That's not an adjective I would describe myself. But uh, go see a game. Uh, I brought Jim a couple years ago. Jim came up and he came with me. And Jim is not a a soccer fan per se, but he went, uh, came to the Manchester United uh, Boston Supporters Club and we had a great day. Um, So I recommend that. And then uh, you'll hear me talk about this a lot in Drive Jim's already probably here, sick and tired of here. I'm a wildly huge Mission Impossible fan. Um, so I'll be referencing that constantly. All right, how about some thumbs down here quickly? You know, and again, in this section, we'll talk about something that maybe bothered us about a film. What are maybe just a couple of things that might be bothering yeah, yeah. you right now? I have one that uh, kind of goes back a month or two now, and it's, it's a thumbs down for me because I was super excited for it. Um, HBO did uh, a new version of Fahrenheit 451. Starring uh, Michael uh, B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon. Yeah. Uh, Did Clooney Clooney direct that? Oh, I don't know if he directed it or not. I'll have to. I didn't do any research on it. Or maybe that was a different. That might have been a different. I know that he was somehow talking about getting involved. I I think Tom Hanks was an executive producer. I think he he was at one point like years ago set up to be in the in it, but it kind of fell through. Um, It was borderline awful for such a great source material um really and great really and great actors and too. great actors yep, yep. amazing it actors. was not good uh i i'd have to watch it again to give you some real insight as to why i didn't like it but uh i will not be watching it again <laughs> well well there you go yeah. uh for me thumbs down one thing i've really kind of gotten annoyed at recently is the lack of original content in films and television um Everything's kind of a remake or, you know, if it's not even a remake or a reboot, it's bringing back shows. Uh, You know, I was a huge X-Files fan. And at first I was I was kind of happy with the and there were some good episodes in the the recent revival of the X-Files. But there was just some stuff that just wasn't good. Uh, And I have to feel comfortable saying that. And in a similar vein, you know, they're rebooting and bringing shows back like 
obviously we know the train wreck that was the Roseanne show, even though it got good ratings, Uh, you know, Will and Grace, which I haven't watched a single episode of since they brought that back. But all these shows, this this inability to take a chance on kind of new content. There's another lost spinoff type wannabe show that's coming on television about an airplane that disappeared. I just can't watch that stuff. Um, (laughs) And so that kind of bothers me a little bit, though. I mean, there is there's some movements for things. I mean, sometimes I don't want to call it a revival. There's something that hits. Uh, I mean, anybody who watched Twin Peaks, The Return last year, it was out of this world. You know, the fact that it wasn't nominated for an Emmy um, is absurd. Kyle MacLachlan is probably might be the best performance on television ever. He played five <laughs> roles, six roles. Are you ready um, to hear my uh, secret shame? What? Is that I've never finished the original Twin Peaks. And uh, I think I was, what is it, two two seasons? Yes. I'm half, like three quarters of the way through the second season. So I haven't watched the new stuff yet either. <laughs> you know, I, I don't even know... I mean, you need, I guess you kind of need to see the second season, you know, but I think the the return works as you might even enjoy it more okay. without it. Uh, it was just it was fascinating. Um, but I mean, there is some some change. You know, there has been this push. If you follow a lot of the directors on Twitter and stuff, Brad Bird in particular has been talking a lot about this idea of promoting original content and why mm-hmm. original content isn't out there. Um, you know, Ryan Johnson, who did The Last Jedi and got just massacred on social media about it. Yeah, it's actually yeah. just announced he's doing an original crime thriller with Daniel Craig. Um, oh, that'd be good. So that's going to be kind of cool. So I, I like that type of thing. Now, this again, coming from a guy who likes Mission Impossible. So yeah. I think there is a play and I love Marvel. I think there is a place for genre reboot, like all that type of stuff. Um, but I, I'd like to see some more original content in terms Ryan of Johnson what we have. Ryan Johnson did uh, Looper, right? That's yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, he's great. I, I listen. That, we'll talk. I'm sure at some point we'll talk about Last Jedi. Yeah. I liked Last Jedi. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I thought as a as a film, I liked it. I understand um, there's some issues with it um, for some people. I mean, but some people are like. Yeah, some people are crazy about it. I I liked it. Um, I think the more I saw it and the more time goes on, it's starting to lose a lot of luster for me. Um, And the parts that I originally didn't like that would have been a thumbs down for me are starting to become like real problems when I when I think about it now. But we can get into that when we talk about. Yeah, well, I have to revisit it. But I mean, part of me is this idea of, um. I think I feel somewhat similar with the the newer X-Men films, you um, know, yeah. this idea of I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. It's not worth going after things. But I once you some of them fall flat when you see it more than one time. Yep. So we'll see with that. So that will be our kind of thumbs up, thumbs down section. Usually then we'll go into our grade it section. Uh, you know, we're not going to do a star system or something like that. Um but, you know, give you an idea of where this falls in the hierarchy of stuff. So, Jim, why don't you talk a little bit about how we're going to grade the films? Yeah, I think I think we're, we're, this is still in flux. We haven't really I think the um, the grading system we've sort of decided on right now is is it rewatchable? Um, is it one and done or is it a skip it? 
Um, and then on top of rewatchable, we want we do want to reserve some space to say this movie was exceptional above ninety percent of the other movies out there. Um, and we're not even sure what we're going to call that category. But if we hit a movie, then that that is there, we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, and I think obviously in the the beginning here, the first few films we're doing are ones we specifically chose you know for the purpose of doing it so they're going to be ones that we like um but i think our desire moving forward like jim said is to kind of take some feedback from people what they want to see uh at some point maybe do some stuff that's actively in the theater um you know not too frequently because we're trying to figure out how to review that in a way that we can actually discuss it um but, you know, give it a grade, give you some kind of context to where it falls into um, what needs to be um, the viewpoint, at least from us on the film. Yep. So that will be our graded section. From there, we're going to hop into our, our kind of daily recommendations. You know, what 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 do we see? What are we watching outside of film? You know, is there is there an album? Is there a game? Is there a, um, you know, a book or a TV show that we're liking and we're seeing? We kind of did that a little bit with the thumbs up, thumbs down, because we're not doing a movie uh, per se today. But do you have anything off the top of your head you'd like to recommend right now? I know you talked about a little some yeah, of the stuff you're dealing get with on, now. Um, get on destiny right now if you're if you're a gamer that likes first person shooters if you liked if you liked halo um or if you're a person that likes mmos you know online um massive multiplayer situation so destiny was sort of the original um first person shooter that took the mmo approach so you can play with your friends you can play with me if you if you want my uh battle net tag let me know uh we can jump on and play together uh that's that's uh where i'll be spending most of my time uh, gaming uh, in the next couple weeks, and uh, you know you can always catch it on on my Twitch channel. Me uh, playing there, um, probably. What else? What else have I been digging? Uh, I got a new guitar. This this guitar, front, wrong hand. Nice. Um, right With, here. I love the guitar strap. Yeah, you can see that if it's it's a little rebel insignia there on the guitar strap. Um, it's a Martin. Um, so uh, you know, recommendations: play Martin guitars. Also play Telecasters. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Uh, my recommendation for today is uh, for those watching on the stream, I'll hold up a copy of it. Uh, is Red War? It's one of the thrillers I've read. It's part of the Vince Flynn Mitch Rap series. I am a big Vince Flynn fan. Um, the series, even though Vince passed away several years ago from cancer, has been carried on really effectively by Kyle Mills, who is uh, in him by himself even prior to taking over. Um, the Mitch Rapp series delivered some really great standalone novels. This is the fourth novel he's doing with uh, Vince Flynn's Mitch Rapp character, and it involves Soviet Union trying to rise back up. Russia, is it going to become like the Soviet? What's happening? I mean, I don't want to give too much of the plot away. Uh, it's available for pre-order right now. I was lucky enough to get a pre-copy of it and read it. Really fantastic book. It's coming out September 25th. I'll plug it a couple more times before we get to that point. But, you know, if you're someone who likes military thrillers, uh, you know, again, Kyle Mills is a great writer, but there's also some a great blend of this character um, who, if you're a film fan and a younger film fan, you might have seen American Assassin last year, Dylan O'Brien, which was a good film. Michael Keaton was in it, started kind of that franchise in the film uh, and it's carrying over for the book. So I, I would highly recommend that you can pre-order on Amazon. Uh, one of the things I've learned about, I don't know on the music side, but on the I've gotten to know some people who write um, the publishing 
publishing industry is all about pre-orders now on Amazon. It, it drives everything in terms of sales. So uh, if you have an author you like, uh, let us know and we'll try to plug it out there. But that's my recommendation uh, for the episode. Yeah, awesome. I've also been making my way through the uh, Marvel versions of uh, Stephen King's Dark Tower. Uh, in oh, tra- how are those? They're really good. They're really good, especially the first uh, the first couple. Um, if you get them in the trade uh, format, like the graphic novel format, they are dealing with stuff that comes before the uh, the books, uh, the Dark Tower books really pick up. Um, and, and some of that is told throughout the Dark Tower in flashbacks and memories, but a lot of it is is kind of left open. And they worked with um, with Stephen King and with some of his uh, editors and, and people that were really tuned into the Dark Tower to come up with this. And the artwork is pretty incredible, so... All right, that's check awesome. I got to yeah, I got to check that out. All right, some quick plugs, Jim. What do you got for us? Yeah, What's so going on? Uh, you know, you want to check us out. Uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, majors.com uh, at twi- on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Brian at B Costello Books on Twitter, and you can follow me at Soldier on TV at Twitter. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, Com Majors. Check us out there. Um, we'll be coming to uh, Stitcher, iTunes, um, Spotify. Uh, we'll upload to YouTube as well. Uh, and, you know, follow us on Facebook to get all that information, know where you can find us uh, when the stuff goes live. Um, and also you can catch me and the episode streaming live at um, soldier on twitch.com tv slash soldier on tv uh follow me there to get updates and uh you know if you want to come in and chat you can chat with us live while we're recording you can come chat with me while i'm playing video games whatever it may be awesome sounds good uh little tease we will be back in the pod world um later this week to record our first real episode uh which will be a little structured a little bit more streamlined i think in terms of what yeah. we're doing uh and our first film is going to be our personal one of probably our personal favorite uh the cohen brothers big lebowski so we'll be recording that soon that will be dropping hopefully uh i think we're aiming it's uh tuesday right now and we're hoping to do it on thursday so anybody who's watching or wants to see us live will probably be around sometime thursday doing that and we'll get that out there and yep. we'll start on a roll there all right well thanks all right. everyone for joining us and we'll uh we'll talk to you next time all right thanks jim all right
Show.